this is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning in to the new TNN. I am Iron Man. Welcome, everyone, to Concrete Land. Welcome to the new TNN. And welcome to the Concrete Man Boyhood Dream Special. Yes, pop culture addicts, it had to be done. I mean, how could it not? This entire Concrete Man journey devolved into a look into the mental capacity and the mental health of a Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. in the thralls of the worst time in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. And here we are. We last reviewed In Your House, Rage in the Cage on Concrete Man. And, we, you know, next on the docket would be a battle between individuals who are good acquaintances but better foes. No, I won't have it. We have to see the dream come true. Question mark? Well, stay tuned and listen. Well, you're already here, so that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But it's a Concrete Man Boyhood Dream Special. I'm Johnny C. This is the new TNN. You know what you're here for. Okay, so it's March 31st, 1996. We're in Anaheim, California at the Anaheim Pond. Now, I know you all recognize Anaheim Pond. We all remember the historic moment that took place in the summer of 95 when the uh, Minnesota Mighty Ducks took home the Junior Goodwill Games gold medal after defeating Iceland in a shootout thanks to the wall-like abilities of Julie the Cat Gaffney. But we're here for WrestleMania 12. It's the 60-minute Iron Man match between Bret the Hitman Hart defending the World Wrestling Federation Championship against the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. And, um, you know, I don't like this goddamn match one bit. Well... Let me rephrase that. I never liked this goddamn match one bit. I never wanted to rewatch this match. I was dreading covering this match, but I decided uh, that I wanted to look at it from a different angle. Now, this may have been done before. I don't know, okay? I've never done it before, so that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. But, you know, this match had all the potential to be an, an epic encounter. And I'm not talking about like, whoa, look at the flips. I'm talking about a fucking story. You know, I talk a lot about movies as I talk about wrestling. You know, I will fully admit, even though this started as a wrestling feed, you know, movies is my bread and butter. Film is my go-to. You know, we've seen some more film creep in here to the new TNN because now we're all about pop. But... I want to kind of look at this thing cinematically, sort of as if it's a large narrative. Now, all wrestling matches, hypothetically, are a narrative and tell a story, hopefully. That's everyone's goal, but they really have a big budget. Now, pardon the expression, but really think about what I just said. They've got a huge, big budget here. They've got 60 minutes guaranteed on the grandest stage of them all. Now, unfortunately, it's not the grandest stage because it's WrestleMania 12, it's Anaheim, bad crowd, only 18,000. But still, I mean, there's no reason to go at a half-ass, and I'm not saying they did, but I'm just saying that at the time, I mean, this is it. This is the biggest budget we've ever given the green, uh, the, uh, green light to for a film. Let's deliver. So, let's see if they can. What is it we're going to do here on the Concrete Man Boyhood Dreams special? Well, 
We are, of course, going to track the ludicrous things that Vince, and to a lesser extent King, say on commentary. Don't worry, that's not going by the wayside. It's still a fun show, alright? But, we're also going to look at each minute of this encounter as its own individual narrative. Yikes! Thank God there's a clock on this thing, okay? I know the first couple of minutes didn't have one, but I was able to make it work, alright? So... I don't really want to waste any more time. I don't want this show to be longer than the match, although it could be, I don't know. But let's dive into the presentation. Let's see what Vince and company have in store for us. A huge moment right off the bat. The Fink introduces the new, official, no longer interim, yet still fan-friendly, I would dare say, president of the World Wrestling Federation, Gorilla Monsoon! He's recovered from the vicious beatdown received by Vader at the Concrete Man Dawn of a New Era special, and chunka chunka, oh, oh, Shawn! Shawn Michaels, coming out first. Now, what we get is Jose Lothario in this, this shirt. This Jose Lothario outfit is immortalized because it gets replayed in all the clips from WrestleMania 12. The black pants with the uh, somewhat Arizona black shirt, okay? Um, but Jose Lothario pops out of the entranceway, and, you know, Sean's music is so just for Shawn Michaels, you know? It's like, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. Like, if Otis comes out to that song, like it's there's like a built-in gag there. Nothing against Otis. Like he's a good-looking dude, I'm sure. It just it's the first thing that draws. Or if Yokozuna came out to this music, like, wow, now I want a happy babyface Yokozuna teaming up with Shawn Michaels on Raw, coming out to this song with the heart glasses on and shaking his ass. Shades of Rakishi. But I love the idea of Jose Lothario being the one that pops out with this music plays. And furthermore, it puts the idea in my head of wanting to see Jose Lothario replace Shawn Michaels in, like, great moments and montages of Shawn Michaels' history. Like, every crazy moment. Hanging from the Royal Rumble ropes in 95. You know, getting lowered from the heavens to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. You know, doing the moonsault to Kurt Angle. And I want Vince to be like, look at him! He's flamboyant, charismatic, unapologetic. He's in your face. Yeah. Like it just Jose Lothario, like not so much dancing, but just like walking in place and maybe like shaking his head. And I don't know what else did Jose Lothario do? Like shake his fist. Like he's flamboyant. And you just see Jose shaking his fist in the ring. Shawn Michaels mentor on his way to the squad circle. Where's Shawn Michaels? Then Vince, very concerned, is like, what's going on? Like, he's held on to it. He knows he's the owner of the WWF. He knows what's going to happen here. But where is Sean? Like, what's going on? This was my moment, damn it. And Jose is great as he enters the ring and sort of waves to the crowd and stalls a little bit. But he mounts the buckle. He does the NWO point to a direction off camera. Chunka, chunka. Oh, oh, Sean. Now, folks... The greatest, perhaps, moment in Vince commentary? You be the judge, as Jose Lothario points. What's he doing? He's pointing up to the heavens! He's pointing up to... Wait a minute! It's a hundred feet there! Is that who we think it is? It's... Yeah! There's only one! Heartbreak Kid! Shawn Michaels! Now, Sean, of course, is doing his mom dance on top of the arena. Like, on top, top, top of the arena. We've all seen this. He rides the zip line down. Sean jumps. Oh, look at that! Unbelievable! What a ride! That's Sean Michaels, ladies and gentlemen! Oh, my! Wow! Bye-bye! 
Uh, of course, Shawn Michaels promised us all at the Slammies that you ain't seen nothing when he won the Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am Entrance Jam fucking award or whatever. Uh, he's landed in the click. He could have landed anywhere here in the Anapine Pod and found his click. He's ready for one solid hour. Shawn Michaels, will the boyhood dream come true? His opponent, of course, is Pink Tots Brett. Brett gets his normal pyro entrance, which is totally fine, but it just goes to show that this is obviously the Shawn Michaels show. I'm a little annoyed by Shawn Michaels clapping for Brett. I spoke last time about how I really wanted to see that bearded, more aggressive Shawn Michaels. But as everybody gets in the ring, we get a we get a fun presentation, a big match feel. We go old school, and Earl Hebner, the referee, checks the boots to make sure, according to Vince, uh, that there's no chicanery in this matchup. Earl has a mic, like a wireless mic, to his referee shirt, and here we go. This match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship is the Iron Man match. And again, it is a cool presentation, despite Earl's accent. Randomly, at some point, Vince says, Hitman's cool. <laughs> I disagree. Now, in this match, you must break on four. I will disqualify you on five. Blade Hart, the son of the Hitman, gets the glasses. All the po- pre-batch accoutrement is complete. And here we go with the Iron Man match. So, the first third of this match, well... Let's go. I'm going to go through it minute by minute as I'm going to do the entire thing. But uh, there's a lot of detail here. I'm going to apologize for that. Please don't get bored and turn away because I promise it'll get better. Minute one, lock up, lock up, takedown reversal. Minute two, lock up, headlock, takedown, lock up, takedown, lock up. You see what I'm doing here? Minute three, arm ringer, arm ringer, headlock, takedown, side headlock. So now Brett has Sean down in a side headlock at the end of minute three. So Brett is in control. Vince says, you know, I, I don't, there are no Brett Hart fans or Shawn Michaels fans. It's all one big happy family in the World Wrestling Federation. Again, Vince, I vehemently disagree. So minute four starts and Brett's still in control with the headlock. The scoreboard finally appears on the screen. King with a dynamite call that I can't believe I forgot about. It's obvious, but that's kind of what makes it awesome. For all you morons out there, the BH is Bret Hart, the SM is Shawn Michaels. Still in the headlock with a few minor pin attempts, we go to minute five. Vince says, a very basic match thus far. I agree. Michaels breaks out of the headlock, hits a hip toss. Now they're trading holds and escapes. With 30 seconds left, they end the wrestling sequence, and Bret gets a headlock. And Sean reverses it into a pit attempt. And at the start of minute six, both men are standing up to a vertical base. The announcers are having so much to talk about here that they start talking about all the other stuff that happened on Mania today. Uh, you know, it's like when you're in a boring match and they're like, Well, yeah, this is, it's certainly a grueling contest. Let's not forget The Undertaker defeated Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Uh... Sean is in a headlock now. Uh, He gets Brett reversed to a front face lock. There's another stalemate. The minute ends with Bret Hart slamming Sean back on the mat in a headlock. Minute seven starts. Vince tells us that Brett is a strategist. Uh, Sean's more of an instinct man. Yes, we're all ruled by our baser instincts, concrete man. 30 seconds into this minute, Sean Michaels is up. We get an Irish whip. Both men duck. 
Both men trade arm drags, and then Sean with an arm bar. Minute eight starts. Sean is still got Brett locked in the arm bar, and he's fighting against the counters. We see Stu Hart and classy Freddie Blassie sitting at ringside. They're either both high as a kite, or they're loving what they're seeing. I'm calling it, according to them, some good old red meat stretch him wrestling. Yeah. The King promotes that uh, with Stu Hart in the arena and Jose Lothario in the arena, we could have a Jurassic Park match between Stu and Jose. Minute nine starts. Brett breaks free of the arm bar, hits a drop toe hold. Both men wrestle for position, and HBK ends up with Brett Hart in a hammerlock as minute ten begins. Brett fights out. Uh, we get some. We get a uh, Brett pushes Sean into the corner, a clean break, and then a stiff. Punch by Bret Hart. Ooh, I like that. Sean finally throws a punch, whips Bret Hart into the buckle, and then leaps forward and head scissors Bret the Hitman Hart outside of the ring immediately as minute 10 comes to a close. So, 10 minutes into this thing, and for me as a reviewer, it's flown by, and it's probably because I'm very meticulous about this thing and watching it in minute intervals, but the micro story here seems to be like each minute almost ends with a different guy having the other person in a fucking headlock which doesn't sound great i will admit okay um it is the match isn't much to look at but each minute has told a little bit of a micro story and i i do appreciate that but it's running thin minute 11 uh so the head scissor has just taken place vince is like oh Shawn michaels with those uh, mexican maneuvers can you get that at Taco Bell, the Mexican maneuvers? Although that's that's what they call when you sit on the toilet after Taco Bell. Uh, Johnny C having some Mexican maneuvers here, live in his bathroom. Brett is on the outside now, and he's stalling. I do like that. Goes inside and hits a fireman carry takedown, but uh, Sean gets him into an arm bar, and Brett fights out. More this minute's ending with the fucking submission hold locked in. Minute 12, Brett tosses Sean over the top. Sean skins the cat, as he's one to do. Runs back towards Brett. Brett just snaps in an arm bar, but Sean gets out. Brett hits the kitchen sink knee driver and then headbutts the lower abdomen. It was in the lower abdomen, I can assure you. And Brett ends this minute with a chin lock. So even though the action picked up on a minute basis, we're still ending with the same scenario. Minute 13, Sean counters the chin lock with a jawbreaker, hits a leg drop of his own, because Brett hit a leg drop earlier, so they're trading leg drops. I've uh, never seen that leg drop look better here, King. Armbar takedown at the end of the minute has Sean in control. Now, Vince makes a statement as minute 14 starts. It's surprising that Shawn Michaels is showing us the basics, but if you were scoring this on points, well, I'd give it to Shawn Michaels. Vince, every time you watch a Shawn Michaels match, you score it on points on paper before it starts. It's Shawn Michaels 69, opponent 0 every time. The crowd's getting a little restless. I'm starting to understand why. Brett spends most of minute 14 trying to find fight out of this arm bar. Minute 15, Brett gets out of the arm bar. Shawn goes for a Luthes press, countered it to a main event spine buster, and Brett immediately tries to go sharp. But Sean gets to the rope. The intensity is nice here and picking up. Sean Michaels stands up from the rope break. And as soon as he is no longer touching the ropes, Brett immediately rushes and hits a big elimination from the Royal Rumble clothesline. They're outside now. Brett gets tossed into the post and like is dazed and falls into the lap of the timekeeper. And fuck me sideways, Sean Michaels with the sweet chin music straight to the fucking skull of the timekeeper right as minute 45 starts, like, it is 
perfect and punctual. Side note, I was really getting antsy before this timekeeper kick. Great timing on the kick. And from this point forward, I have no desire to give you a move-by-move synopsis of each minute because this is a clean breakpoint, kind of. Kind of a clean breakpoint for the sequence. But, and it's absolutely understanding why they had to do this 15 minutes in because this timekeeper scenario is the focus of quite a bit of time as we go back in the ring. But I'll, I'll get to it minute by minute. But now I'm going to use each minute's synopsis to tell the story of the minute as briefly as possible. I just wanted to really show you the step-by-step of these first trading headlocks and arm break, arm bars shit. It's very tedious. Minute 16, did you see what he did? In regards to the big sweet chin music. But this whole minute ends with Sean with Brett back in a chin lock. Minute 17, Vince is worried about permanent damage to the timekeeper. Most of this minute is eaten up by double features. We see the sweet chin music in slow motion, and Vince says, Oh, no! During the slow motion kick, it's tremendous. The whole minute is about the spectacle at ringside trying to get help for the timekeeper. Minute 18, you can tell Vince is getting antsy on commentary because he says, I'm surprised there hasn't been a decision, a count out or two or something. This minute ends with Sean finally getting out of the fucking submission hold he was in and hitting a clothesline. Minute 19, Look at the effect this has had on Shawn Michaels, the, the wrestling, the Matt wrestling. And Vince gives us a sweet variant of, I see, because it's, a, it's an I see that's delivered in agreement. Look at the effect this has had on Shawn Michaels. I see. <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. Brett clotheslines Shawn and then gets him back in a chin lock. And Vince is so excited, he has to talk about, yes, it's been a sellout here in Southern California. There's so many countries watching WrestleMania live, like Iceland and Greenland, Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. Minute 20 basically ends with Brett in an arm bar. God damn this match. We're one third of this match done, okay? And I get it. Both of these guys can wrestle. But imagine, if you will, they would have done like five minutes in a sprint and then five minutes not in a sprint and then five. I mean, I don't know. This is the problem of microanalysis, like looking at each minute. But the overall narrative seems to be that no one can get the upper hand, and we're a third of the way into this thing. I have ideas about this match. Like I, I didn't announce this at the top because this is sort of when I realized it. I'm going to rebook this at the end of the show as a little bonus, uh, given my personal take. And that's not going to be a minute-by-minute rebooking. God knows, shoot me. No one will listen to that. But just a conceptual rebooking. But we're one-third in. And I don't know about Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream, but Johnny C is experiencing some boyhood dreams of his own uh, because I'm practically asleep. Minute 21, the sit-down armbar continues, and the ref is doing near falls on Brett. I don't know that I've ever seen that before, and it looks kind of stupid to me. Shawn Michaels pulling on that shoulder. That must be painful. Minute 22, Brett counters into his own pin right as the minute starts, but Sean quickly gets control back. Great shot of Jose on the outside yelling, Keep on him, Sean! Minute 23, and Heartbreak has been in control for about two minutes. Brett gets into a rope break scenario, but then hits some illegal elbows. Now, elbows are legal, but not in a rope break scenario. Brett, what are you doing here? Brett murders HBK with uppercuts for about 30 seconds but then gets whipped stardom first, as a Bret Hart is known to do, and then gets tossed shoulder first into the post. And this minute ends with HBK ramming the shoulder in the post for a second time. Maybe the single best minute we've had so far. 
Minute 24, here we go! First decision coming up! Well, no, not not quite, Vince. But shades of Rocky Johnson, Vince hits the shoulder breaker and a double axe hammer to the shoulder. I'm surprised! I thought Shawn Michaels would be a Mexican jumping bean in this thing! Well, no, King, but that is his favorite Halloween costume, so just, just wait until October. Minute 25, all shoulder work on to the hitman. There is some crowd smatter. I wonder if they think this is going to lead to an actual fall. Shawn Michaels winning some five slammies last night. However, this match is about the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Well, I'm not sure anyone needed that clarification, Vince, but nonetheless, thank you. It's appreciated. Minute 26. Uh, the King advises us that we need to keep an eye out in Tijuana Pawn Shops for the Slammy Award that Shawn Michaels gave to Jose Lothario. Shoulder Breaker DDT-type maneuver by Shawn. And armbar! Vince then interjects some rejected Alanis Morissette musical lyrics. Isn't it ironic that Shawn Michaels is the one dishing out the punishment? It's like, Ray hey, not a wedding day. Uh, I'll let you decide which part of that he doesn't say. Armbar eats the whole last 30-some seconds of this fucking minute. Minute 27, Brett gets out, and then Sean puts him back in the armbar. Minute 28, the king brings up, God love him, that having Stu and Helen Hart at ringside might be a bad omen because they might throw in the towel. Nice work, Kingfish, bringing up some history. Uh, Stu and Helen should have said, I quit, before Bret Hart was born. A slugfest breaks out. Wow, these guys are actually awake. Uh, and then Brett hits a stun gun. He goes sharp! He goes sharp! But no, Sean fights out. Brett slingshot Sean, and perfect hit the post! Perfect hit the post, Monsoon! It's a double down, and holy fuck, here we go! Oh, what a missed opportunity. I, I can't even. You just remember this when we talk about the rebook. I mean... What has the Heartbreak Kids story been this entire year, man? We've made fun of it and made a mockery out of it here on Concrete, man. But it's right there. His fucking skull hit the post. And we're almost halfway through, so what a perfect time to interject it in this version of the match. Like, do it! <sighs> Minute 29 now. Uh, Brett does go for a pin. One, two... No! Oh, that's a big mistake in my opinion. Uh, HBK then counters Brett's next offensive strike. I have no words for this. What a stupid... Like, Sean should not be back into it this quickly in my opinion. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a dude on the internet. Uh, Sean hit, goes for a stinger splash and misses and again connects with the post. And Brett does the kick him in the air, ride him cowboy stuff, but no dick trauma. Minute 30. Brett starts doing some of the moves of Doom, uh, including an inverted atomic drop and a bulldog from the top rope. Again, skull trauma. Uh, but this up-the-top-rope bulldog uh, looks kind of shitty, and it collides with Earl. He kind of does a down spot, and we're exactly halfway through the match. Minute 31. So the first minute of the new half. A power slam by Shawn Michaels gets a very close two count. And the crowd bites. I mean, the crowd really bites. This is the opposite of Survivor Series shit. You know, when in the Survivor Series, you could get pinned with a transition move because it's the Survivor Series. 
the crowd clearly believes that anything can happen at this point because they bit hard on that power slam. You know, the aura of this being a regular match and having to follow real rules has clearly gone by the wayside, in my opinion. We're in uncharted territory, so fucking change it up. And to prove my point more, right after this, Brett hits a pile driver. One, two, no! And we get a massive aww from the crowd. This is probably the new best minute of the match. And right as we transition to the next minute, some people in the crowd do the clapping like, Yeah! Alright! This is getting good! But right after that, there is a very loud boo also. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting in my opinion. Minute 32, the king actually brings up Syracuse. Right as he does this, though, Sean hits a Hurricane Rana and punches. So, yeah. Sean stands up and creates distance. Here we go! Sweet Ted Music coming up! But, no, he actually doesn't. Now, minute 33 here. About 30 seconds into this minute, Sean does create distance to go for the Sweet Chid Music, as Vince was pleading for. But Brett slides under the ropes and takes a walk. I do like that quite a bit. Brett casually strolls around the ringside area and ends up on the hard cam side. The camera is following Brett and then goes to a wide shot when he gets to the hard cam side. We see that the Heartbreak Kid is perched in the top rope diagonal from Brett. HBK dives across the entire screen and nails a beautiful crossbody block. And it's perfect execution and presentation because we don't see Sean until the very last moment. I can't give him enough credit for the production there. Minute 34... We get some business exposure as it takes 50 seconds for Earl Hebner to count to 20. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. This minute ends with Brett reversing an HBK crossbody block in the ring for two and kind of holding the tights, I might add. Minute 35, we get a nice backslide reversal into a small package by Sean. Then Sean hits a perfect plex. Vince actually calls it a perfect plex, so why not do a section where Sean tries to mimic Brett's greatest villains, huh? And again, I like the story possibilities here, but this movie, or this movie, well, there you go. This match is is sort of like watching an Avengers movie that acts like the 25 movies that came before it didn't exist. Because there's no callbacks to either individual's narrative of recent events. I will pontificate further in the rebooking. Minute 36, oh hey, Sean locks in a sleeper, Shades of Piper, so maybe they are calling back to Brett's Greatest Villains. Brett breaks this, but HBK puts it back on. King wants to know what happens. If Brett passes out in the sleeper, can Sean just pin him a bunch? Or does he have to wait for Brett Hart to revive after each fall? Vince is silent and then defeated admits, I don't have the answer to that, quite frankly. Minute 37. uh, Brett backs Sean into the corner to counter the sleeper. uh, And Sean lets Brett slam him into the buckle. It's a very nice spot. Then we get the famous big back body drop over the corner into the cameraman. Minute 38, and the scoreboard is really destroying the illusion of countouts because uh, Sean gets tossed at about 23 minutes and 2 seconds. And at 22-22, he still hasn't been counted out when Brett goes outside. So, yeah. Sean gets rammed back first into the post. The king steals my sack of potatoes line. He got rammed like a sack of potatoes. Minute 39 is all about Bret Hart punching the back of the Heartbreak Kid. And minute 40, 
it's just more back trauma and a very awkward backbreaker delivered by the hitman. I'm not sure who, but somebody in this match might be getting a little tired. So there you go. Two-thirds of this match completed. Now, the second third, I will admit, was much better than the first third. But also, you know, according to this humble podcast journalist, this second third was kind of exposing in a way to me that it exposed how much better this match could have been and, quite frankly, should have been. Minute 41, or number 41, uh, if you're Dave Matthews, is all back attacks. Michaels is taking a drumming at the moment. That's the second time I've heard Vince talk about Shawn Michaels taking a drumming. Minute 42 is a suplex off the top by Brett. One, two, no, with a big crowd bite on that near fall, and then a lot of boos. They desperately, desperately want to fall. Camel clutch locked in by Brett. Minute 43, King finally brings up the concussion suffered by a Shawn Michaels. It's about fucking time. Thank you very much. HBK gets out of the camel clutch. Minute 44, another superplex is set up. The Heartbreak Kid fights off. He jumps from the middle rope and gets punched during a leaping double axe handle attempt. Side Russian leg sweep gets a two. Minute 45, oh, this is a fun one. HBK gets whipped over the top rope. Flair style, flips over, and lands on Jose fucking Lothario. Brett poses to the crowd doing his arms out hitman thing, and it gets a lot of boos, but I quite enjoy Brett on that one. Brett goes outside, an Irish whip shot into the steps, and once again, Jose doesn't get out of the way fast enough and eats some of this impact. This Jose Lothario-based offense by the hitman is tremendous. Minute 46, the King gives Bret Hart props, and even he can't believe it, for the Jose Lothario-related assaults. Hey, Vlad's here, the superfan. Hi, Vlad, how's it going? King says Jose is a windbag, and he shouldn't be out there. Well, he's a traitor, and a licensed one at that. Now, I'm not the type of guy that asks for papers. But yeah, Vince, I'm going to need to see some papers on that one. Back in the ring, a belly-to-belly by Brett, and then a standing slugfest is won by the Hitman. Mini 47, HBK with a roll-up for two. The kick-out, though, sends HBK flying outside near the entrance. Minute 48, sees that famous middle rope dive by Brett Hart with some fantastic camera work. Vince on the call. Brett, the human torpedo. Hmm. Coming soon to Disney Plus, question mark? Brett rolls inside for big booze. Earl takes 20 seconds to get to five on the count-out scenario. Minute 49, Sean is back in. Uh, well, Brett goes for a suplex to get Sean back in, but Brett or Sean falls behind a couple of standing switches, and Octong! Brett hits a German suplex for two. Vince gives us the time in a very unique way. 11 minutes and some 15 seconds remain. Yes! Well, I guess he had to get one in there at least. Minute 50 sees a slugfest called by Vince. Look at this! Look at this! Both men are down and Brett locks in a pseudo camel clutch because he doesn't use the arms. Minute 51 is a pseudo camel clutch by Brett for the whole minute. Minute 52... 20 more seconds of the pseudo-camel clutch. 
and a chin lock. Minute 53, HBK is up. The crowd is super into the comeback, but there is a double clothesline. Minute 54, another superplex set up by the hitman. Jesus, Brett, you're running out of moves. Can he do it? Yes! All right, so we got another yes there. Brett locks in the sharpshooter. No! Sean kicks in the face, but Brett holds on to the ankle. Minute 55, and it's it's really starting to get quick here, and like the crowd's sort of on pins and needles, so, it, you know, please keep that in mind. Uh, a figure four is locked in by Brett. No! Sean fights out of it, but Brett does lock in the half crab. Sean quickly gets to the ropes. Brett doesn't break quickly enough for the Anaheim crowd because they give him some booze. Minute 56. Five moves of doom begin. But no, the second rope elbow. Uh, well, no. Bret Hart eats Das Boot of HBK. HBK hits a dropkick, and Brett is once again whipped into the turnbuckle sternum first. Minute 57. Flying forearm by Shawn Michaels! Shawn nips up to cheers and a lot of booze. Hits a reverse elbow and a body slam. Minute 58, and it's it's quite kinetic and frenzy in the arena. Double axe hammer from the top gets two. A suplex. Sean goes up top again. Hits the Randy Savage elbow. One, two, no! The crowd is super alive now. HBK hits a little gut kick. A gut wrench pile driver power bob shades the Pearl River plunge, says King. No! Just two. Minute 59. HBK is up top. Moonsault. One, two, no! Unbelievable! HBK is up top again. Hurricane Rana. One, two, no! HBK with a body slam. Minute 60. The Heartbreak Kid goes up top. The crowd is in a verbal frenzy. 40 seconds left as Shawn Shawn Michaels jumps off the top. I guess for another Hurricane Rana because he just leaps dick laugh and feet first. Oh, he's clearly just jumping into the sharpshooter. It looks kind of dumb and obvious. Like, there's no, like, I rewound it multiple times. Like, what's he going for? What can I go, what's he going for? Can I save this? But I can't. I can't. So, Brett obviously has control of the legs. Locks in the sharpshooter. 33 seconds left. A frenzy. The bell rings. It's over. The crowd kind of applauds, but I, I think they're sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Earl gets the belt, and he thinks it's over. Gorilla enters the ring. And as Gorilla comes through the ropes, we get some cheers. I think the crowd's getting what they're going to be putting down. Brett leaves. I mean, we all kind of know what happens here. The Fink calls for overtime. I love the classic shot of Brett in the aisle looking back going, What? <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> uh, it's sudden death. Piper said there must be a winner. Brett gets back in the ring and hangs over the ropes and yells at Gorilla Monsoon. It's the exact same way he yells at Vince during the screw job. I honestly, in my brain, half expected to see Brett spit on the no longer interim, but still fan-friendly president of the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, Brett calls for the bell. Here we go. Sudden death, untimed overtime. Brett immediately goes to work on the back. Smart. A big back body drop. A backbreaker. An Irish whip into the buckle sternum first of a Shawn Michaels. But Shawn senses the presence of the hitman, leaps over the hitman, hits a sudden and somewhat ineffective sweet chin music. It's a double down. Both men 
try to get to a verbal base. Brett has to make himself fall multiple times trying to stand because Sean takes forever to get up. Uh, but they do get up. There's distance. HBK looks, quickly measures, hits the sweet chin music. Vince makes the call. Michaels with a cover! One! Two! Yeah! Chunka, chunka. Oh! Oh! Sean! Now, Vince kind of lays out on commentary for a little bit. Earl has to hold off giving the belt to Sean until Brett leaves. It's a famous, I don't know what happens, okay? I don't know if Sean really says, get the fuck out of my ring, but it does take Brett quite some time to leave the ring. Sean gets handed the gold, and I always misremember this. I Because, th- you know, they, they always play the quote over Sean getting his arm raised. But Sean is sitting, holding the belt in tears, and we hear... The phrase that lives forever. The boyhood dream has come true for Sean Michaels. He stands with his arms raised. Only in the World Wrestling Federation can dreams come true. Well, that's an absolutely terrible worldview there. But uh, Vince, I got to tell you, I am too tired to argue with you. So... To, to wrap up, you know, because we kind of looked at it in thirds. I mean, the last 20 really picked it up. Uh, the last 10 are really good. And the last five are pretty epic. But alas, in my opinion, the direction that this match takes, the way that HBK and Brett decide to use their budget. You know, we talked about a big budget blockbuster. What are they going to do with all the money? In this case, the time, the minutes. I don't know that it's the best use of that. To tell you the truth, I I don't think it's a good use of it. I will be honest with you. I will stand on that hill. But the match is easily four stars. I will say that. Now, I told you that I would try to rebook this thing. And it's more of like a 5,000-yard stare rebooking. Like, I'm not going to dare waste your time and go minute by minute. But I just... You know, I've talked about using your minutes and telling the story with the budget. Now, both of these guys have had decent long-term storylines in the last six months, kind of. You can sort of fudge your way through it. Sean, definitely. Brett, you can kind of fudge your way through it. Brett has spent the last, like, four or five months, especially since Survivor Series, with a more uh, with more aggressive matches. Now, I know the Royal Rumble match blows, and the cage match kind of blows, but it is a cage match. So, uh, you look at Seasons Beatings with the blade job, and especially Survivor Series with the no DQ, the table spot. Like, Brett's sort of been getting more aggressive, and his reigns have been sort of looked at controversially. So he should probably controversially get some falls and maybe bring back some of these classic spots. HBK has been dealing with the fallout of the nine thugs in Syracuse, but more importantly and seriously, head trauma. He's fought against adversity, and he had a major come back. Maybe the match should epic, or should epic that, should mirror that. So, long story short, let's say they start the match, and they do 10 minutes of an actual match. None of this 10 minutes of trading fucking arm bars. Okay? They wrestle for 10 minutes like it's a real match. Let's say Owen Hart comes out. Now, I know. I hear you. But Owen Hart comes out perhaps when the Heartbreak Kid is setting up for a sweet chin music. So there's separation. Owen sprints, dives in, Right as HBK is throwing the kick. Let's say Owen catches the boot, slams it down, or maybe holds on to it and centers it, and then hits 
Big shocker, the Insiguri. Obviously, a DQ. All right, a DQ here. And Sean is now, because he's been hit with an Owen Hart Insiguri, is vulnerable for the remaining 50 minutes. It's absolutely believable at any time a fall could happen. Because this whole fucking neither guy wants to lose a fall is stupid. Now you have a built-in excuse for Sean being vulnerable. Owen celebrates, Woo, I did it! But of course, this makes Sean go up one to nothing. When they announce, Shawn Michaels is now leading one to nothing! Owen is getting forced out of the ring, and he didn't want to help Owen. He certainly doesn't want to help Brett. So let's say he runs, gets a chair, and smacks it over the skull of Brett. And it's now one-to-one. So what Owen has effectively done is fucked both guys, and the score's basically still nothing-to-nothing. So in the minds of the heel, he's okay. And it could... Maybe it's Owen and somebody. I don't know. Maybe it's Owen and Bulldog. I don't fucking know. But you have to... See, neither guy is willing to lose a fall. So give them a storyline reason that pulls from history to now have it be that any guy could lose at any time. And maybe Brett even blades. Um, so now it's one-to-one, and both men are conceptually vulnerable. Then do a double pin. Brett did a German earlier. Do a double pin where both guys get the German, uh, and the both guys are covered. Nobody gets their shoulders up. Shades of beware of dog. Because then you have a fall, and the t- score is still tied. Maybe, you know, do, you know, Sean got slingshot into the post. Okay, so do that. Do the slingshot to the post like Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 6, and then Brett gets a three, uh, one, two, three, and it Brett's up three to two. Later, sweet chin music out of nowhere, just out of fucking nowhere, three to three. And then, and this is this is the one that I think should have at least happened in the match. Have Brett hit the goddamn Insiguri. Four to three. Now, have a spot later. Maybe in the last 10 minutes where Brett is on the apron and Sean hits a sweet chin out of nowhere and, well, imagine what happens. Brett's on the apron. Brett goes flying through the announce table and Sean gets a count-out fall. So there you go. Now it's tied and Brett, you know, because Brett and Sean, they just refuse to lose to each other, but at least it was just a count-out. And then towards the end, do the sharpshooter shit. Brett struggles to put it on. Small package from HBK, one, two, three, and Sean wins five to four. I don't know. Would it be better? Uh, uh, probably. I- I'll stand on that hill. I'll defend that to the death. Having falls in the match period would make this thing better. And that's just sort of what I came up with, literally, without thinking about it deeply. Um, but using the preface of their history, using the preface of the story that got both men to WrestleMania. But alas, I... I'm not a wrestling booker, and uh, that'll be the end of it. Speaking of the end of it, that's going to end our time here reliving the boyhood dream on Concrete Man. Of course, before I go, what do I have to tell you? Subscribe to the new TNN. Share the new TNN. And uh, let us know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at the Johnny C. Speaking of Johnny C, well, I'm Johnny C, you knew that. A winner is you, well, you knew that. And we are Pop. You probably knew that too. We'll see you next time on the new TNN.